superpowered from the forehead to the toes. Watch them change their very shape before your nose. See arcane striking superhero change to Viking superhero. A humbling and real swing and shield flinging superhero. They're the latest, they're the greatest, ultimate superheroes. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 85 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my three co-hosts for this evening's adventure of podcasting, the young, the restless, the bearded one, not the beard of knowledge, but the bearded one, Carlos Buorguello, the man that used to be called The Hole, but we're not going to call him The Hole anymore. <laughs> That's done. Oh. No more. Cover The Hole. He is that was lucky. just wrong, by the way, last week, guys. That was just wrong. <laughs> what, the whole part? Or having less on part? Uh, I'm going to be nice. So just the whole part. The whole part. Okay, so we're not going to do that I'm just picking anymore. on you, Les. The, ah! myth, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy we call Sweet Georgia Brown. I don't, I don't know why <laughs> I said that. Les is... Gonzalez. <laughs> the man we call the hair. The man who called me last night, and I listened to a voicemail, and all I heard was girls screaming, just picturing them throwing their panties on stage, and he was blasting, pour some sugar on me. Eric, I can feel it. Struthers. <laughs> hey, man. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Dude, last night's gig was crazy good. Crazy good. It, it was a like it. Yeah, it's a casino bar. You know, we're doing our thing where we do an hour and 50 minutes just straight, take a 30-minute break and go another hour and 50 minutes. And the people were, they were having it. And so I was glad I was able to call you because I walked off stage to grab my phone and walk back on. And our singer's like, hey, man, is everything okay? It's like, yeah, I'm just calling my buddy Araj so he can hear some, pour some sugar on me. That's awesome, man. Thank you for that. That was fantastic. And tonight's special guest host from the Slicers Holonet, the man that has done our graphics and our new logo that we really appreciate and we mm -hmm. love. Thank you so much. And every episodic art he's been doing, which is amazing. I really appreciate that too. He is 
a Star Wars fan mm. and a fan of other geekdom that we're going to find out about tonight. Just met this guy for the – well, I just introduced myself for the first time this last <laughs> weekend, but I've met him before. I stood next to him in his presence. We just didn't talk. He is Simon Dowdy. How you doing, Simon? I'm good. Thank you for having me on, guys. It's a are pleasure. You, are you kidding? No way. Thank you for coming on. And mm-hmm. thank you for all the amazing stuff you've been doing for us and the art stuff and the new logo. It's really slick and very clean, and mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. I just want to share my love of Star Wars and geek them. So any way I can. They will. We're, we're, we're sucking up the sucking up. What? Share away. <laughs> oh, share away. That didn't please, go well. Yes. I was going to say we're sucking up the love. It did not sound good. <laughs> awkward. Yeah, that was very awkward. Way to be awkward in the first two minutes of the podcast, Rosh. <laughs> well, we are part of a amazing podcast network, the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, which includes Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187. I didn't say 2187, did you notice? <laughs> the Cargo Hold and Fingered with Randy and Jason. So tune in to those amazing podcasts. You can also catch us on Instagram, The Sith List, Facebook, The Sith List, you can email us, thesithless at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And you can buy our swag on Public. Just look up the Sith list. That might have been the smoothest shenanigans I've ever hit up. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Also, please leave some iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. We are on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. That's about it. How's everybody doing? I'm doing okay. You doing all right? Kind of. Hanging in there. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Boo, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm doing good. Doing, doing you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> how about you guys? Struthers, other than you being a badass rock star, how's everything else? <laughs> Everything's great, man. The tough thing about having gigs on Saturday night, you know, I'm the music director at my church, and getting up at six and pretending like I'm, I'm still love everybody is pretty tough. After a gig, but, I can but it was good. I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. Talking to you guys is always a plus. All right, Simon, how are you doing, by the way? I'm all right. I mean, I'm not a rock god like Eric, but you know, There's not, I'll get there one day in my head. Not many of us are, buddy. No. Not many of us are. You will get there one day. Just get a wig, blonde wig, and some air guitar, and I'm on. You know, and you got to work out for like you know four years to get to his level. You know, with his chest and he's, he's a very defined man. I'm not doing okay anymore. <laughs> so Simon, so tell us a little bit about your awesome podcast. And I know it just started a couple months ago. Am I correct? Yeah. I mean, we're at this time of recording this, we're on the episode seven. We just uh, talked about the last Jedi novelization and I do it with one of my best friends that I've known for almost 10 years. So it's called Slicer's Hollownet. We tried coming up with a catchy non two Star Wars name, Slicer's, you know, hackers like DJ. And then the holonet, the internet, and um, me and Sheldon did a podcast about comic books for, wow, almost seven years. We did over 500 episodes. And then one day, oh my God. yeah, and we got burned out on it. And then one day we decided, dude, all of our fucking phone calls are about Star Wars when we call each other. We know how to record this stuff. We know how to edit it. Why not we record it? And if people listen, cool. But at least, you know, when we're talking shit about each other, we can go back and be like, uh-huh, see, you set down this episode you were wrong sir so but (laughs) honestly we just love talking about star wars it's something that we became friends because of comic books and films and all that but star wars has always been a key part of both of our lives and now it's star wars all the time and it's a great time to be a star wars fan i know 
That sounds super cheesy, but with all the stuff coming out, it is the perfect time to enjoy our Star Wars love. The other day I was at a comic shop and some guy was like, I'm afraid to admit I'm a Star Wars fan because I haven't been a Star Wars fan as long as some people. I'm like, no, dude, own it. Be proud of that Star That's Wars right, love. man. Own that shit. That's right. That's exactly. Right. Yeah, well, you know what I love? I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast. I'm sorry. What I I'm loved sorry. about it? No, what I loved about it was, did you say I'm sorry because I listened to it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, go make a sandwich or something. You know, the podcast is a joke. That's why. <laughs> that's what I say about our first like 15, 20 episodes. Yeah. I said, please don't listen to it. Yeah. Please don't listen to it. Just listen to it afterwards. <laughs> but I could tell that you guys have known each other for so long. And there's a cool chemistry between you guys. So very, it's very cool. You guys should definitely check it out. We're, we're, we'll do this in the beginning and the end, but where can they find the podcast? And, and what's your Twitter handle? So pretty much anything Slicers Hallnet, you can find us on there. We're on iTunes. We're on, apparently on Google Play. Thanks to King Tom for telling me about that. Um, Stitcher, all the podcast feeds. You can listen to it live through our Podbean, which is on our Twitter handle, Slicers Hallnet. We're active on there. We're semi-active on Instagram and Facebook, but if you want to interact, and please do, um, Twitter's the place to do it. Twitter is the place to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And I love how you guys started a podcast just with your love of Star Wars. Me and Les, we should start a podcast for Thunder Down Under, because that's where we really met. We met at Thunder Down Under back in the day. People Backstage. don't know what Thunder Down Under is. Please look it up. <laughs> Thunder Down Under isn't like a Steel Saunders a solo podcast. It's not that. It's something totally different. Are you yeah. talking about the one in Vegas? Oh, they, well, they're a touring act now. So. Yeah, they they they've, they've oh. stepped up tremendously. They've made big steps. Yeah, they've worked really hard <laughs> at it. Very very yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, people Google that, and it might it might be disturbing, and it in might a way. be disturbing. Google that at work. Not no, do not at work. That is yeah. not no, but, safe. But for the work. the crazy no. thing is that we were in the front row, and it was the splash zone, and we, oh, God. And we wore we wore ponches. <laughs> together we had to share a punch oh. hold on it only took about 10 minutes before this podcast just degenerated you took me there with you man yeah oh. i'm sorry eric struthers i am sorry that's fine man you know whatever i <laughs> <laughs> like i just says you know whatever fuck this by the way thank you to rebecca o'hanlon who was fantastic on the podcast mm-hmm. it was a pleasure having her and it was great editing that podcast i was laughing the entire time <laughs> So a big shout out to Rebecca. Thank you for being on. Mm-hmm. You ready to get into some geekdom? Yeah. Okay. Simon, other than Star Wars, what else are you into? I know you just said comic books, but are you into Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Marvel, DC movies? All right. Mm. So Walking Dead, love, love the comic, right? Yeah. The show, I can't stand. How dare you, sir? Okay. Like, the comic is one of the greatest comics ever published. Every time that it comes out, I'm always like, shit. I wish there was more. Like, that's how interested I am. Robert Kirkman, you know, I've been reading comics since 1984, since I was a little kid. And Kirkman has created this world that's amazing. Show, I don't care. I'm a big music nerd, especially Britpop from the 90s. Wow. I love Britpop from the 90s. You a big Oasis guy? See, my co-host is. I'm a big Blur guy. (laughs) If you know about Britpop, they had those little rivalry for a while. They sure did. They sure did. I've been listening to Oasis quite a bit, and I'm, I'm not a... Simon, Simon, you need to stop looking back in anger. And you need to, wah, wah, you need to move wah. forward. Any sci-fi stuff, like I love Blade Runner. I love everything. I do love the Marvel movies, DC movies. I'm going to be honest. Struggle. It really is to sit down and enjoy one of those movies. Right. So pretty much any geekdom. Okay. Like, honestly. 
So you're pretty. I'm much a big Lego like, guy. Also, yeah. Big what? What guy? Lego guy. Lego. <laughs> you know what I thought you said? Shothers will know what this is. And Leswa, I thought you said Coleco. I thought you're a big ColecoVision guy. <laughs> this is the arcade experience. We're ColecoVision. We bring the arcade experience home with games like Donkey Kong with multiple screens, arcade controls, and arcade graphics that let you have the arcade experience at home because your vision is our vision. ColecoVision. I was like, holy shit, he's a big Coleco guy. Big no, I'm not that guy. much of a hipster. I'm not a Coleco hippie. Yeah, guy. I'm definitely not a Lego guy. That's, that's like right. that's like I said before. That's like Shabu of uh, fucking toys. <laughs> make make my toy for me. You know, don't make me fucking make my toy. Too but we have a show of love for hockey, especially the Anaheim Ducks. We do. We love hockey. You used to play hockey. Les and I played hockey. We love the Ducks. Ties the room together. It does tie the room together. All right, let's get into let's get into some stuff. How about box office? Here's this crazy thing. I don't know if you guys heard Black Panther. Fifth week in a row. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting to Avatar levels of being number one for that long of span. It's made 1.1 billion worldwide. Wow. It is still killing it. So Black Panther is just, just, just going crazy. And Simon, you didn't see it. Struthers hasn't seen it. We've seen it. We talk about it every week. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You both need to go see it. Maybe you guys go see it together. <laughs> sure, man. Eric, do you want to start a support group of people that don't see Black Panther at the theater and we just see it like on DVD or Blu-ray? I, I think there's only two people in that group. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. We'll be the only one. Yeah, you yeah. got to support each other. Yeah, that's about it. That is it. So that is that. That's your box office. I don't know what's going to beat other than Infinity Wars, which this is going to be a very heavy Infinity War um, episode in Star Wars episode. Well, not a lot of Star Wars stuff. So let's get into the Star Wars stuff and let's get it out of the way because there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to wait until the Blu-rays come out to break, to break down the deleted scenes, So, um, we're, which we know everybody would have it and mm-hmm. be able to watch it. So I know we said we're going to do that, but we're going to kind of hold off because uh, Eric had a great idea of let's just do an episode of the breakdown maybe or very heavy with the breakdown. Yeah. Is there anything else in the Star Wars world that we need to talk about, Struthers? I know Mark Hamill got a star in the Walk of Fame, and we never talked about that. That was about a couple of weeks ago, and that was amazing. I don't know if you saw any of it. I did some pictures, but it's great, man. It's very well-deserved. The guy's, I don't know, he's had, a, he's had a cool career, and I assume this was all for Corvette Summer, right? Probably nothing to do with Star Wars <laughs> It was at all. all for Corvette Summer, yeah. That's no, exactly it, right. It was all for the Joker stuff. That's what it was for. Well, he deserved it for the Joker yeah. stuff. He was an amazing Joker. <laughs> The best part about it is that George Lucas was there and Harrison Ford showed up. Yeah. And both spoke about how a great individual he is. And, mm-hmm. and there was a touching moment where Harrison said that. When thinking about today, I was really sorry that we don't have um, the other member of our trio here to celebrate with us. But I feel her presence. And you know, George Lucas also uh, said some kind words. So it was really good. I've never seen that many people show up to a star. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Star Wars fans definitely represented that day. Congratulations to him. Oh, I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but we never really gave him the shout out. Because you know he's listening right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course he is. You know what was amazing and was the pictures of him in Ireland yesterday. Just so happy just being there and just having a great time. Like I'm so happy that Mark Hamill, we all – Falling in love with him as Luke Skywalker and, you know, the Joker. But just seeing the joy of him being around still is just, like, so happy. Like, anytime he's doing an interview, 
and all that. And I believe that he's sincere when he talks about his love with Carrie and the times that they had working on the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. It's definitely sincere. What, when I went to Dublin for my honeymoon about a year and a half ago, I talked to some people and they were talking about how great he was. He would show up to all the bars and hang out and, and listen to live music. And he was just a part of the atmosphere. And he wasn't a dick. And he was just the coolest guy in the world. And that's how he is. He's just a really amazing person. And, and you can tell. And this time, actually, I'm going to pay to get his autograph at Celebration. That's I regret cool. not doing it for Carrie Fisher. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make that mistake <laughs> at next Celebration. <laughs> I'm meeting him. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, Billy D's still around. That is one of my life goals to do. And I keep saying next time and next time. And sadly, Billy D's getting up there in age. Next celebration, if anyone wants to join me in line, I am getting Lando's autograph. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big one. And um, I wonder if Donald Glover will show. Oh, oh. He, he'll be there, but I'm not sure if he'll do the, yeah. uh, the autograph, the autograph sessions. Yeah, Eric, any other Star Wars shenanigans you want to talk about? Well, speaking of Mark Hamill, there have been some rumblings on whether he is going to be back in Episode Nine, and it's it's kind of hitting hard right now. Screen and Rant had a thing about it, and Mark Hamill. If you if you Google it, you'll see that uh, he's responding to it by video, and he's like, "Only JJ knows." But the implication is is that he wants to come back for Episode Nine. Of course, do he better come back for Episode Nine? <laughs> Are you kidding? He me? has to. He has to. I would think he would have to. Yeah. Um, but past that, man, the only other major piece of Star Wars news that I can think of, and this is an important one, is that Drissy, the advertising company, they released their Han Solo, like gigantic movie theater stand up set that's like a Millennium Falcon cockpit. And it's got, oh, no way. You, you know, 2d cutouts of the characters and stuff and like i know my buddy dallas wood he actually saw one in his theater and they have it all roped off so that nobody can sit at, in it which if you would think was would be the point of it is right. that you'd sit in it and get your picture taken but i think the question really in on everybody's mind is is how is eric gonna get that yeah i was, I was waiting for once <laughs> it's done so uh the question I is, call is how the, is eric's wife gonna react after his whole house <laughs> looks like a movie well, I'll need to live in it. That's it's kind of more for me. Be sleeping but in that cockpit. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh, I would try to get every date night to end up in that thing. Oh, but uh, nice. um, man, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have taken it down that road. But is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So anyway, you want to get cocky? Yeah. So you're saying that she's I, gonna say yes, yes, yes? Is that what you're saying? No, she probably wouldn't say that at all. But. <laughs> It'll be so like I'll be in there trying to get her in the mood and C-3PO will walk in oh, I and say, things up. great news. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I, call, I called my local theater and, I, you know, I did. I wanted to give him a little bit of the, do you know who I am with all the money I've spent there on Star Wars <laughs> tickets right. alone? And the guy told me that they usually don't give those out to regular people. And I finally <laughs> realized he meant non-employees. Right. So apparently I'm going to have to get a part-time job <laughs> at AMC, which is just what I have time for. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least you'll see some of the movies, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Probably not, no. That's your way into Black Panther, man. Dude, I want. I, I will start seeing movies, I swear. I swear I will. Uh, 
But but anyway, my, all joking aside, if you see one of these, man, check it out because it looks super cool. Oh, yeah. Those, I, it, when you it, told me that was, was going to be the Millennium Falcon cockpit, that's just amazing, man. And if you look look up Drissy, it's D-R-I-S-S-I. They've got a cool little, like a rotating image video of it. You can check it out from all oh, angles. Absolutely. It's, it's neat. Yeah, I'm all about it. I, also, there's news. I don't know if you got this, but George Lucas is museum broke ground. That's right. Yeah, it's like billion dollar museum. Yeah, yeah. CBS reported that Lucas broke ground in a new museum Wednesday in Los Angeles with his with his wife. Yeah, and uh, the couple contributed a billion dollars to build the futuristic looking building. When the museum is finished in three years, it, it will house much of their art collection of around ten thousand pieces. Reports CBS News. That is crazy. It's it's really going to be something, and it's a shame because you know I'm in St. Louis. I'm about five hours, five to six hours away from Chicago, and you know that that museum was going to be in Chicago, yes. And they let it go. A small public interest group, very small public interest group, managed to step in and get in the way of it, and it's it's a it's a real shame for for several reasons, but. One of them is just the amount of money that George Lucas was going to pour into the economy of that town, not only from the artistic standpoint of what people would get to see that they might not get to see otherwise, but just the the job creation alone. It, it's it sucks. But oh, it suck. I, I mean, I'm glad it's it's go, it's somewhere where it's going to be appreciated. The thing is, people are under the impression of like I had some very smart person troll me on the comments section of like msn.com about a, a news story about the thing and they kept calling it the star wars museum yes and i said it's not a star wars museum the guy has got you know thousands of pieces of art and it's you know going to cover a lot of like cinema history and of course the guy told me that the the force wasn't very strong with this nut job or something. What was this? Was this <laughs> of course. Yeah, well played. <laughs> well played. But but it's really going to be some cool stuff to see. So I encourage anybody who gets a chance to to go to this museum to for sure go. And that's Absolutely. what I was going to say. That it's not just Star Wars memorabilia. It's a bunch of like actual original paintings. I forgot the list of you know painters. And there's props from like Metropolis, which did have a big influence. On Star Wars, I mean, 3PO is pretty much Maria from that movie. Yep. But like when I heard stuff from Citizen Kane, the film school nerd in me was like, well, I got to go now. Yeah, you that's know? crazy. And, and we're, I do we're excited it's in Los Angeles, right, Simon? Yeah, I mean, I do agree with Eric. I wish it was somewhere else that I could bring a bigger, I guess, love of all that and not have it only in Los Angeles or New York and have it somewhere else where it does create more jobs and revenue for that town. Because... Los Angeles is not hurting for museums like that, but yet I am grateful that it is in LA. So yeah, and if you to, haven't checked out the rendering of the building, it looks like a massive, unbelievable spaceship from pretty much from Phantom Menace, or a Nike shoe. That's what we said on the podcast last or an, week. Or a Nike or shoe, Nike yeah. shoe, a Roche one. <laughs> Nike <laughs> shoe. Good yes. one. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than the Disneyland uh, Galaxy's Edge, there's a little drone flyover. Flyover. And that thing is progressing. And I've been to Disneyland multiple times, and it looks like it's progressing every week. So I can't wait for that one. 
But other than that, we're in kind of a little lull of Star Wars news. After Rebels, there's not much to really talk about. All right. Let's talk a little schmeals and deals, stuff that we can talk about that is in the world of geekdom. And Ready Player One was screened at South by Southwest. And I know people are really worried about the reaction to this. The crowd ate it up. This comes from Screen Rant, if I'm not mistaken. The South by Southwest crowd loved the film. The pop culture references are a lot of fun, geeky glee to see everything to coming together on the big screen. I just wanted more of the real world and more character backstory. I definitely recommend reading the book. Here comes Eric Eisenberg from Cinema Blend. I don't know if I have ever seen a South by Southwest crowd cheer on a movie the way they just cheered for Ready Player One. We haven't seen this Spielberg in a long time. It's just pure entertainment, and it's hard not to watch it without a dorky smile on your face the entire time. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Nice. That is really, really promising. And here's another one. Totally engrossed in every second of Ready Player One is one of the most technically brilliant things I've ever seen. Spielberg is one of the few directors who could orchestrate this kind of visual symphony that so many people will enjoy. Pretty amazing. So we'll stop it right there with the reactions. I haven't read a bad reaction yet. Good news. For this one. Great news. Great news. As reading the book as well, we didn't read it for me, thanks to audible.com. Oh, yeah. I heard he does a great <laughs> job too, by the way. He does. And when I first heard that this movie was coming out, I was like, I don't know. It feels too video gamey for me because I'm not a big gamer. But then I was like, well, I have my free, you know, monthly download. And I was like, I know this is going to be a big deal. So I, I downloaded the book. I fell in love with the book right away. Because I'm going to be 40 in May, and this is stuff that the reference stuff is 80s stuff completely. And I became a fan of this book, I think, maybe five minutes into the, him reading the book. Yeah, like, me too. Me too. It's just, please, people, if you get a chance, listen to the audiobook or read the book before the movie comes out. Because my imagination went crazy places, you know, when I was listening to the book. I'm not saying that Steven Spielberg is not going to do a great job on that, but the book elaborates a lot. I'm really excited about this. I've been saying it over and over again. Um, I can't wait to see it. And I'm glad that people are giving Spielberg, I'm not going to say the due, because Spielberg's got the due. I'm just saying, I'm just glad people are excited about a Spielberg film again. They're giving him his props. Yeah. They're giving him his props, and it looks like it's old school Spielberg. Not mm -hmm. that new school Spielberg has been bad. I saw the post, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just glad that this is kind of like the adventure feel. And I, I read an article, and Spielberg said he, he hasn't been this nervous for a screening in years. Wow. Yeah, he was very, very nervous. That's so. good. That means it's a project that's close to his heart. Exactly. And even in the book, you know, the main character says that Steven Spielberg is the greatest director of all time. If it's a movie about the 80s, you kind of need Steven Spielberg to make this movie. You know, it just goes on with what the story is telling in the book. It's an amazing journey. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, I know we had a voicemail last week we couldn't get to. It's JP, and he was, wanted to talk about Ready Player One, and we were going to save it for him, and he wanted to uh, let us know. So let's bring up JP's. Hey, Seth Listers. Uh, this is JP, uh, known on the other podcasts that I call into. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller into the Seth List. I think I've sent you guys a couple emails over the time. So uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to get Ready Player One. And I know, uh, Raj, I've talked to you on Twitter about that book, and you've, you're reading it, and I, th I think you're really enjoying it. Um, I know when I read Ready Player One, it's, for me, it's all things 80s, man. It's just a nostalgia trip down memory lane, all of the games, all the TV shows, all of the movies. 
and everything. And when I see these trailers, I'm just super excited about Ready Player One. I see the DeLorean, and it makes me think of my favorite movies from the 80s. So Back to the Future is definitely probably my second favorite franchise in the 80s, you know, behind Star Wars, which is starting in the 70s. But, you know, it's my favorite. So I just want to see what your guys' go-to 80s movies are. And while we're on the subject of 80s, I don't know if you guys have seen the YouTube Red series, the Karate Kid uh, Cobra Kai thing that's coming out with uh, Ralph Macchio reprising his role as uh, Daniel LaRusso and uh, Billy Zabka as Johnny. Uh, I, I tell you what, I watched the shit out of Karate Kid in the 80s. I think I had it taped on a beta tape or off of, like, cable or whatever. I don't know if I'm going to pay for this uh, red subscription to YouTube to watch it, but I just want to know what you guys think of that trailer, too. All right, keep up the great podcasting, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, JP. Appreciate the voicemail. Appreciate you actually taking time and sending us a voicemail. Glad you were listening for a long time, and I'm glad that you're first-time voicemailing. Definitely talked about the Ready Player One stuff, so let's talk about our favorite 80s films, and let's talk about this new Karate Kid reboot comedy, whatever the hell this thing is, that I don't even know what it is, but I know Boo's shaking his head, so let's talk about this. So 80s film, Struthers, I'm going with you first. What is your favorite 80s film, like your go-to 80s flick? I'm going to say Back to the Future, specifically because that is the reason that I started playing guitar. Mm, oh, nice. That's very cool. Wow, that's really cool. That is nice, yeah. That is nice. Boo? Yeah, it, it would have to be Back to the Future, absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Okay. Les? Well, I don't have one in particular. I'd have a few. But, okay. Spit them out, buddy. Uh, surprisingly, Back to the Future isn't one of them. What? Wow. No, but, but The huh. Goonies is. Oh. The Goonies, yeah. Boo should know about The Goonies. Yeah, he should. But, but anyways. But he uh, hasn't seen it, so. <laughs> the Goonies, and you know what? The thing for me that probably signifies the 80s the most for me are the slasher films. So, uh, any oh, okay. Friday the 13th, basically from, like, what, Jason Lives to, what is it, Friday the 13th Part 2 to, like, Part 4. Yeah, because Part 1 was in the 70s, right? I think 79, so. or was it 1980? You, you, I think it was 1980, actually. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then any uh, Halloween movies, and then right, right. pretty much Nightmare on Elm Street 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And there you go. So, those are my, like, quintessential you go, 80s. You go with the 80s horror flicks. Yeah, and then anything, like... Rambo, for sure. Stallone, <laughs> American Ninja, so much. It's just so so much. <laughs> Key, Key Van question. Damme yeah. kicked it at the like nineteen eighty nine. He's like, oh hey guys, let's walk into the nineties with his <laughs> ah, just yeah. Key, so Key there's question. too much for me. Key question: When did Commando come out? That's eighty seven. That's okay. right. So Any Arnold Predator? I switch Predator. I switch because <laughs> Commando is one of my favorite action movies of all time. So yeah, so I'll, I'll yeah, switch you, that. yeah. There's so much, dude. I mean, there's key yeah. films, but there's you. The eighties was just an explosion of different things. <laughs> okay, how about you, uh, Simon? What's your favorite eighties movie? So if we have to go without counting Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, obviously yeah, non Star Wars. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Non-Star Wars favorite franchise, Back to the Future, which is funny because this is episode 85 of The Sith List. Ah, so it's all connected in a way. Ah, ah, but my two favorite 80s movies, that I would say one of them is definitely the original Blade Runner and The Shining. That movie still freaks the shit out of me every time I see it. It still <laughs> bothers me. And I do love 80s slasher movies. So 
I have a funny uh, Robert England story if I can share really fast with you guys. Please. So um, Comic-Con 2000 – no, sorry. Comic-Con – yeah, 2007, okay? I'm walking around with my ex-girlfriend. I keep going, oh, my God, it's Robert England. It's Freddy Krueger. She's like, what, do you want his autograph? I'm, no, no, no. I don't want to bother him. Granted, he's at a booth, you know, signing autographs, right? All weekend. I was like, it's Robert England. She's like, for God's sake, just go get his autograph. Fine. All right. So I go up to him, and he's like, who do I make it out to, right? I'm like, to me. And then he's like, and me? And she looks at him, and he's like, she says, no, his name's Simon. And I'm like, thanks. And she looks at me after you might know who he is, but he has no idea who you are. I'm like, it's okay. I got his autograph. It's cool. I met Frank Krueger. <laughs> That's right. But did, did he put, did he put M-E? He almost did. Oh, he but almost instead, did. <laughs> I have to double check, but I think he put like sweet dreams. I hope I see you in them or something like that. Oh, but it was just like card, such yeah. the fanboy moment that I had where it was like, oh my God, it's Freddy Krueger. That's super cool. <laughs> that is <laughs> Like nice. super awkward moment but hey i'll take it so yeah back to future favorite film franchise nice. by far yeah but yeah back to future is up there for me too um, i'm gonna say breakfast club i mean i love the shining i just when i think of 80s films i'm thinking john hughes for some weird reason well not a weird reason yeah, yeah, he owned that is he owned yeah that's a yeah. reason for sure but so yeah, yeah you know i really you know eric got into guitars after so back to future i got into uh trench coats after back the uh, breakfast club <laughs> so i started yeah and i started going on football fields and started putting my fist up every time I saw a field goal post, you know. So, <laughs> but love Breakfast Club. It was a great film. Thank God they haven't tried to reboot it. Thank don't, the maker. Don't, don't jinx There was it. rumors about that. Oh, like five, no. five don't talk ago. too loud. Yeah, I don't Shit. talk too loud. Really. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. you know we ahead. can't record it in air this now. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit it out. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Eric, question for you. Have you ever been starstruck by anybody's presence? Like, is there anybody that you've been around where you've been, like, tongue-tied? At one of these cons or anything like that. Every time he looks at himself. <laughs> Other than the mirror. Other than that. <laughs> yeah. Besides when I met you, I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> if, a funny story, man. This, I'm friends with the guy now, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And sure. the one of the guitar players, I had messaged him and just like, hey, man, you know, big fan, like what you do. And ended up asking him when they were in town if if he would consider like if he had time to sit down and like you know give me a quick guitar lesson and i go to meet him i mean he'd had a pretty decent career besides the trans-siberian orchestra by that point and i'm like face to face with him playing guitars and it's like i didn't know how to play at all (laughs) it was so awkward and weird you just like you just like froze up and he was completely cool and and like real accommodating about it but i I was like it's a pick you know, uh, and strings. Yeah, dude, I was an idiot. But but other than that, not too much, man. How about you, Elias? You haven't met anybody. I know we've met a lot of hockey players in our days. Uh, I've never been starstruck, really, uh, from the hockey players. But I have one. But you go ahead. Is there anybody? You know what? When Rob Blake shook my hand, though, when we were going to skate, and he oh, yeah. shook my That's... hand, and he's like, "I'm hello, I'm Robert. And I'm like, yes you are yeah. i'm less actually you know what yeah during that celebrity game in cuba gooding jr in the locker room yes that was, was kind of cool doing his cuba gooding and i just sat there but we were all starstruck i think we were all just sat we there and like we got to a little shit. backstory we got to we got to play in a celebrity hockey game uh, against nhl all-stars and celebrity hollywood all-stars and they needed extra players so they called our organization up and they said would you guys like to, to be the fillers 
We're like, hell yeah. So yes. Les and I and a bunch of people at work got to play with Steve Carell, got to play with um, Boreanis, the guy from Bones. Yeah. Uh, the, the group Crystal Method. They Keanu were Reeves. Playing. Keanu Reeves was our goaltender. I took a shot and hit him in oh. the head. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, we, and Cuba Gooding was on our team, which was, yes. which was fantastic. And <laughs> super nice guys. Got the shower right next to Cuba Gooding Jr. And you like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to hear about your fantasy. You enjoyed night. that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was great. Yeah, that's true. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that that kind of kept us quiet. We just sat in a corner and then like Luke Robert said, like, guys, you want you want a beer? You want anything? We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, please. Jeff, <laughs> yeah. Sure. That yeah. was pretty cool. Okay. I, I got starstruck. I met Getty Lee from Rush, the bass player singer that's from Rush cool. once, and I got his autograph nice. at Virgin Megastore back in the day when he wow. had an, a solo album. And I got to go there and, and meet him. And I had a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, and I had him sign my Maple Leafs jersey. But later I found out he's not a huge hockey fan. He's a huge baseball fan, so I'm sure he didn't give a shit <laughs> about like my jersey. Sign yeah. it, but I got jersey. a little tongue-tied. I was freaked out a little bit. But other than that, uh, I was cool with Jessica Alba, so whatever. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it, yeah. It was all the shirt, though. The it was, shirt it was a cool. shirt. It yeah. was a towel shirt. Yeah. Dude, I forgot to tell you. She was at my gig last night. Jessica, why did she ask me about you? <laughs> What'd she say? Did she talk about that night? Holy cow. No, she was really, really focused on the shirt in a way that was almost creepy. But I, That's why I didn't really kind of push the whole entire thing. I thought she was little creepy creeps on me. Mm. I was like, Jessica. That's what it is. I don't know. You're coming on a little too hard for me right now. I, I need you to just back off. And, and she did. And she's staring at your she's staring at your shirt, and you're like, my eyes are up here. <laughs> right. And she was like rubbing my shirt, and I was like, I get it. If terry cloth, it's amazing, but please have some respect. Personal <laughs> space. There, was, there had to be that plate of chicken space. wings behind her that she just finished. That kind of scared you too, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. I will say that I did have the chance to meet Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh, this is one Sean of the. Shaun of the Dead wasn't a big deal back then. They had maybe, I don't know, 10 people at the Virgin Mega Store here in Hollywood signing DVDs, which now you would never get that, with, especially with those two guys. Yeah. And they actually took time and talked to us for about 20, 30 minutes, each of us. They drew all over my poster. like, And they told me about Hot Fuzz. I was like, so what are you guys working on next? And they're like, oh, it's a Bubby movie. Do you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, cough. So it was kind of mentioning Hot Fuzz to me, but super nice guy. Very like cool. just Very... really cool. And I'm super happy that they're both doing well. And Simon Pegg is in Ready Player One also. Oh, mm. is he really? He plays, I'm drawing a blank, but the guy that didn't create the Oasis, but is like friends with the guy that created the Oasis. Okay, cool. And I know that Mendo's in it. He's the antagonist of the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Cool. Comes full circle, guys. Now, Tomb Raider came out. Came in second this week. Obviously, Black Panther beat it. <laughs> uh, but there has been some comments about it. And we were hoping that this was going to be the one of the breakthrough video game films. An actual good one, yeah. And I feel bad for Alicia Vikander because she's been getting shit on Twitter about how Why? She, yeah. There's a lot of like body shaming and they're saying that she's nowhere near where Angelina Jolie was. And that was more like the actual original Tomb Raider. But they used this new Tomb Raider video mm-hmm. game as the basis for this film. So I think she looks just like her. She gained 13 pounds of muscle. Jesus. You might not be able to see it because she looks so tiny, <laughs> but she is cut up if you see it. And she, she you know, she, I think she looks great. I haven't seen the film yet, but there has, here's some of the critics. Cinema Blend Sean O'Connell who I, I trust and his opinions are pretty good. 
For all of its dedication to breathing life into the game, the movie Tomb Raider doesn't establish its own sense of adventure or dial into a genuine rush or tingle that comes with watching an action movie. That kind of sucks. That does. Yeah. The rap, this is what they wrote. Such a uniquely interesting character deserves more than a run-of-the-mill action franchise. But Tomb Raider is exactly that. A formulaic adventure so predictable and preordained that it could have been written on one of the many maps the character uses. Oh. That's Burn. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not good. Yeah. So we haven't seen it yet, guys. Uh, We probably will. Mm Mm-hmm. I actually, Lorena is like, do you want to go see Tomb Raider? And she asked me last night. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I kind of want to see it, but I don't know. It just didn't, you know, something happened where I didn't have the initial want <laughs> of seeing it. What do you think about video game movies, Simon and Tomb Raider and all this shenanigans? We haven't had a really good one in a long time. I can't even remember the last time we had a good video game movie. We've talked about it on the podcast before. And then Eric also, I want to know, you re- when's the last time you remember a video game film that has done well or was good in your opinion? You Simon, go ahead. Honestly, I can't remember of a good solid video game to film movie. Like I have no interest in this Tomb Raider movie. I might catch it on Netflix when it's on because I do like the actress. She is in one of the greatest movies ever, Ex Machina. Oh, um, such Ex- a good movie. Seriously, one of the greatest sci-fi movie, and it's great to see bringing it back full circle. Uh, Hux and Poe. Just in that movie, and it's it's an amazing movie. And Nick Frost is in um, Tomb Raider. I just saw that. Yeah, I can't honestly think of a good video game movie that made me go, you know what? I'm going to go buy a PlayStation tonight and play this game. I mean, maybe the old 90s Street Fighter movie? Ha, <laughs> the old 90s Street Fighter film. After seven months of fighting, the Civil War in Chateloup may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I'm going to kick Bison's ass. I don't think so. No, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Oh, man. Can you guys think of one? Honestly, like... I'm, I'm looking at IMDb's list right now. On the front homepage is... Video game movies and none of the Name some of them. None of them are good. Before you name some of them, Eric, is there one that you can remember? I really wanted to like the very first Tomb Tomb Raider movie and it was a turd sandwich. (laughs) I don't think there have been been any particularly great ones. The... Okay, but, but yeah, the, first of all, the, the Street Fighter movie was before, great. But, before no, but seriously, can you think of one? How about Super Mario Brothers, man? That no, that was horrible. What? No. It's on this list. I'm just kidding. It's not on the. It's not like good movies, but I will say this: there has been at least one video game movie adaptation that spawned like several sequels. Okay. And worldwide has made a lot wow. of money. Oh, Resident Evil, and that's Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. So we can't oh. forget about that. Is it? Are they good? No, but do they contain some of the elements of the game? Incorporate certain things? Yes. Double Dragon is on this list. Double Dragon was that with Van Damme? No, double. It should have been. I think I would have liked it better. That's Double Impact. Oh, Double Impact. Du- double uh, Double Dragons. The uh, Mark Dacosco, Scott Wolf. Horrible. God, Horrible. Awful. Uh, what is another Scott one? Scott Wolf. Actually, one of the good ones that, but I don't know if it was based on the game. But uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. 
Oh, that yeah. was. I don't think actually, it was. It wasn't based on the. No, game. It was just an offshoot, but yeah, it had the title. The animation was gorgeous. The well, animation was. Yeah. You know what was good actually, and I totally forgot. Sorry to interrupt. Was Silent Hill. Silent Hill was I actually liked, very oh, good. I never saw the movie. Silent Hill was really, really good. You're right. Good call. I forgot who that filmmaker was, but I had so much hope that they were going to give him other stuff. I know he did Crying Freeman based on the manga, but like I can't draw a blank on who the filmmaker was. But I know a lot of people were like, well, it's not like the video game, actually, but nothing is. But yeah, Street Fighter still holds a special place in my heart. It, it, it we'll kind of does, too. I wanted so much more from that movie, but I'll take it. I'll take what it gave me. Not Rise of Chun-Li. But uh, Street Fighter was you just yeah it's there yeah there's so much uh, Max Payne is another one Max Payne uh, Christian crap. Slater was in Alone in the Dark they did an Alone in the Dark movie yes oh my gosh Doom that was actually pretty entertaining I never saw Doom with the Rock I, I never saw it I never saw nope. it I, 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 I don't know about it. entertaining unless oh are you kidding love the game though oh, are you kidding like me they even paid movie. tribute to the really first bad. person. Boo, with you the, didn't like it, when I'm not Carl Urban j- takes the serum? No, no, I, I, I oh, that, Carlos, yeah. get out of here, no. man. FOH, bro. <laughs> I just say that. <laughs> what does FOH mean? Why do I feel out of it right now? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here? Yeah. yeah. Fuck out of here. Man, I'm getting, I'm getting old, but I don't know what <laughs> FOH. Eric, but, you know what FOH was? Oh, yeah, there's some horrible movies on this I did. list, man. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Blood Rain, directed by Uwe Boll. <laughs> oh, that was so <laughs> shitty. Oh my! So we just, we well, okay, but start. But Silent Hill is on here, and you are correct. So we, Silent we're Hill making was... a point that there hasn't been anything too dramatically no well received. Warcraft was good. I thought Warcraft was War- pretty good. I never saw what it. the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's some real shit. God damn! Now I got him. Wow, that really? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Okay, the orcs were okay, but it was. Horrible. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, but the list of the names of the of the games on the this thing was just well, we got and Ram- all the movies. We got shitty. Rampage coming out. Oh, oh I no. want to see it though because oh, I played that game. Yeah, right. I, I spent many a dollar I in the too. arcade I mean, playing I that play game many a, when it came I out on Nintendo. A shit ton. I played it a lot. And I still too. don't want to see it. No, no. I don't. I, I've seen The Rock jump off of buildings way too much. And I've seen him like save the day way too much. He keeps he wearing that same undershirt, doesn't he? That yeah, same like grungy v- white t shirt in every. And I like The Rock, in. man. I like Dwayne Johnson. He's great. I just, just stop it. Just like Eric says, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> like prosthetic leg hanging by a wire. He's just basically die hard with a guy who has a prosthetic leg. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, that's Skyscraper. Don't confuse people. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Which yeah. is Rampage yeah. in a skyscraper. <sighs> oh, sweet Jesus. Well, when I first heard about the Rampage movie, I was like, all right, nice April Fool's Day joke. It's not even April, but good one. Like, whoever photoshopped that poster. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, no, they're serious. Oh, they're they really are serious. serious. They're definitely serious. They've been just shoving trailers down our throats. There's toys now also, which is like so weird. Like, no, I don't need Rampage toys. Trust me. I love that game. But I was like, Mm-mm, don't need this. Well, speaking of trailers, I think it's time. Mm. It's time for what everybody's been waiting for. The Marvel Infinity War last trailer dropped. And man, oh man, was it crazy good. All kinds of stuff we need to talk about. I want to play King Tom's voicemail because King Tom sent us a voicemail specifically about this trailer. Before we get into King Tom's questions and stuff, let's play the trailer. There you go. 
and let's have people listen to it. Not like they haven't <laughs> heard it yet or seen it yet, but I want to watch it one more time. So let's play. Yeah, let's see that one more time. Yeah, let's see it one more time. Here you go. The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. We got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants, so that's what we use. Let's talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way, it might be really good. Wow. Still exist. Perfectly bound. As all things should be. I hope they remember you. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. Okay, so that was the trailer, the amazing trailer that everybody's talking about. And it's already broken all kinds of records for pre-sale. It already beat Black Panther. And Black Panther was the number one. Gentlemen, the King Tom. Hey there, Sith listeners. It's King Tom. How are you guys doing? So this Infinity War trailer looks pretty damn awesome. And... Seems like we can start to put together some of the, you know, the story elements. They're taking the main story from the Infinity Gauntlet storyline and including other parts from the later Infinity. Uh, I think it was just Infinity that came out like about eight or ten years ago. I want to know, what do you guys think? Because, you know, everyone's starting to speculate now. Um, what do you guys think, where do you think we're going to be at the end of this first movie? Do you think that Thanos will have all six stones or gems? Do you think we're all gonna we're already gonna be seeing people like Tony and Cap and I don't know if Thor's gonna die, but do you you know do you think we're gonna see deaths like that? Do you think we're gonna see untold devastation and leave it off on a cliffhanger? Um, because we know we're getting we know some people are not gonna come back after this two move two movie event. Um, but it's kind of hard to tell. Like, I'm guessing he's going to have all six and maybe snap his fingers and half of the people are going to die. And then uh, stay tuned next next May for part two. What if, we don't even know what the second part's going to be called. Anyway, you know, you guys are the, the greatest minds in geekdom all assembled and under one podcast. So I figured if anyone uh, could figure it out, it would be you guys. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. King Tom, the greatest minds assembled on all of geekdom. My God. That's very high man, praise. That is very high I, I feel like I shouldn't be on this podcast. This <laughs> no, man, you no, should you be on. Please, on please. Eric, you haven't been to 
other than Star Wars films, you haven't been in the movies in a while. We all know this, you know. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. But what I want to ask you, are you excited when you after you saw this trailer, does this make you want to go and watch it? And does it make you want to like go pre sale and, and buy tickets? I think it's it looks really cool. It's exquisitely dope, but it doesn't make me want to get pre sale tickets. That's just not where I'm at with the okay. franchise okay. at all. Simon, what was your initial reaction to this trailer? You know, sadly, I wasn't totally in love with it. Really? And okay. So let's let us know what, what you didn't like about it. It does look visually appealing, especially I watched the 4K version on YouTube and I was like, wow, looks gorgeous. Right. I feel like I'm kind of burned out on superhero movies, and this could be just me. But and also I'm like, well, I'm tired of hearing like, well, Robert Downey Jr. might not be back and blah, blah, blah. I just want to go in and enjoy the movie. I do. There is some great scenes in the trailer. And also, like, I have it on my notes here. I really want Steve to die, sadly. And I want Bucky to be Cap. Hashtag wet dreams. I'm a big Bucky Cap fan. (laughs) Look, I have a Bucky Cap tattoo. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I have like an, a full almost Avenger sleeve. Like I have a Tim Sale uh, Spider-Man, a uh, Noel Gene Cullen Iron Man, and a John Romita Jr. Bucky Cap. Wow. Like I love the Marvel Universe. I had this discussion with someone the other day, and I think we can all agree that Marvel's killing it in the theaters. Their books, they're struggling right now. And DC's actually better in books-wise. Yeah, but, and in sales, by the way, of books. Yeah, I have a friend that owns a shop, and I was just like talking to him. I'm like, so what's your number one seller? He's like, Batman. Over anything else, Batman. I've, well, heard, I've heard the Batman, the new Batman series is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This, And he's getting married. But like Infinity War, I just wanted to be here. And I agree. It's like, what are you hiding so much that this was supposed to be two movies, and you won't even mention what the second one's called? Is it something so like shocking at the end of this one? And I do hope in a way that this is the empire strikes back kind of like Thanos has taken over and maybe that's when they bring in a new type of Avengers. I know last week you guys were talking about strong female characters. I would love to see She-Hulk show up, even Jane Foster, Thor, something new, something that'll get rid of the old Marvel U. I mean, MCU and I love it, but kind of restart it in a different way. Fresh, something fresh. Yeah, and where's Nick Fury? Come That's on, true. guys. Nick Fury wasn't in the trailer at all. Nick Fury hasn't been around no, since Major Voltron. And, and I don't think yeah, uh, right, Hawkeye okay. is in the trailer either, if I'm not mistaken. He's, Hawkeye's right. not in the trailer. Wow. None. But he's uh, uh, Jeremy Renner has been promoting himself. Yes, he's been really on a, like, a comic <laughs> he, yeah. He's like, don't has worry, really? guys. I'm in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah I'm in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He's like, I'm here, guys. Trust me. I'm in it. Yeah. Well, let's go with your notes because I actually have a funny story about Captain America and this trailer that oh, happened really? last night. Uh, okay, well, first of all, the notes that I've gotten, I went on, obviously, all everybody's got their breakdowns and stuff. So I went on YouTube and watched the trailer like everyone else did. And uh, I watched a couple of breakdowns from Watch Mojo and from IGN. And um, a couple of things they put pointed out, which if you're a comic fan, some of these are really obvious you can get if you know what's going on. Uh, first thing was Gamora's finger snap. And when she says he can do all of that with a snap of his fingers in, I think it was Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War, he snaps his fingers and wipes out like 
half the galaxy. I creamed myself in that. What yeah, she said. so like, when she oh, said yeah. a snap of his fingers and she does the snap, that right there, if, you, if anybody knows, like, oh, shit, that's, mm-hmm. he does that. So it mirrors that. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, we get a glimpse of when he, so people were asking me, who's the little green hand that holds Thanos' hand? Yeah, yeah. who's that, Yoda? It's Gamora. Oh. So, <laughs> it's baby Gamora. But you know what? That scene was adorable. She was in a weird cute. way. Yeah, it was really weird. And he, she grabs his finger and she walks, but that's when he basically kills everyone on her planet and takes it over. Uh, another thing, um, Ebony Maw is in it and in the books. What happens is he's the master tactician for the Black Order. He's the, he's the brain. He's just one of the smartest guys. And he also has other various powers, but he always ends up facing off against Stephen Strange, who is Doctor Strange. So they bring it from the books to the movie screen. Which was really cool. So when you see those uh, spikes pointing at Doctor Strange's face and going into him, that's him and Ebony Maw facing off against each other. A couple other things. So there's Thanos' ship, which is reflected in the glass of the Sanctum Sanctorum, and then is seen over New York, where Peter Parker jumps into action with you know just his mask on and his regular clothes. And then Loki gives up the Tesseract. So I think what happens is they're gonna try to either draw Thanos out and use this as a trap. So Loki, and in that shot where Loki is surrounded, he's surrounded by the Black Order. Ebony Maw doesn't happen to be there, but Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Cole Obsidian are standing there over, uh, over Loki, basically going, and he hands over the Tesseract to Thanos. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's the one that looks like the dude from Harry Potter? That's Ebony Maw. Yeah. Looks like Vol- Lord Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort looked pretty, just pretty crazy. <laughs> He looked, I swear. He looked, that was freaky. Yeah, no, that, that's the way he's supposed to look. He looks spot on. And can I say something? Just this trailer CGI, like we talked about, it is so much better than what DC does. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. That's all I want to say. (laughs) Go ahead. Then we get a glimpse of Iron Man's bleeding edge armor, which is, he's mod, he's basically advanced his armor so much that this type of armor can modify itself to whatever he needs. So he doesn't have to make a version of... So if he... Normally he would make a version of armor to fight something. A new mark. Yeah, he would like be like Mark 8 or, you know, extremist or something. Well, Bleeding Edge is basically the ultimate armor he has that can do whatever he needs it to do to fight whoever he's going to fight. That's crazy. It just yeah. adapts on its own. Yeah, yes. it has... It's the one armor and that's all he's going to need. Yeah, huh. it's incredible. Full AI, super like connected to Tony in every way, even more than the extremist armor. Yes. Are we going to get the AI that's inside Peter's outfit? Peter well, well, we get the Iron Spider outfit. What was we we will get the Iron Spider. So we're Spider. that, that at the end when he's standing there with Peter Quill and, and, and Tony Stark, he's wearing the Iron Spider outfit. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, and then when that was in the even, previous trailers as well. Though, so when right? he's doing the, um, mm-hmm. the, him and Dr. Stranger talking, he's wearing the Iron Spider outfit also, which that just looks cool when he's like sitting there looking at all of them and they flash that <laughs> he's just starstruck like these are the big boys and I'm standing here. That with was the my big favorite boys. scene of the entire yeah, trailer. That's and that's the one I cool. wish I didn't see. Oh, like yeah. I would love to have seen that first, but I get why they did it. They wanted to get everybody excited. And then I think we get from what they said on, on their various breakdowns, some of these play- things are gonna locations are gonna be everywhere, but I think Iron Man ends up with Rocket and Groot at on Titan, which is Thanos's home world. So I think he tries to take the fight to Thanos, and in this process, I think they also bring out that he's gonna try to reforge Mjolnir. So I think that lightning strike that is him, you know, bringing putting his hand up and bringing the lightning down. It's either him 
forging Mjolnir again, or quite possibly we get Stormbreaker. And if wow. anyone knows who Stormbreaker, oh, what Stormbreaker I know who is, Stormbreaker is Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bill's hammer. So we won't get. I wish we would get Beta Ray Bill. Not gonna happen. Damn. Maybe, maybe. I'm gonna roll with Cosmic. The maybe. I'm hanging with Simon on that one. I'm, I'm gonna keep my fingers tightly crossed and turning purple that we might get a Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> um, I think back to what your your thought was about uh, what are they hiding? I think it's gonna be the Captain Marvel, maybe Adam Warlock, possibly jumping in and kicking some ass in the next the next uh infinity movie wow really so, I, you think I mean, they're gonna come in at the end of the day and like rescue the day kind of i think what will happen is in between those movies we get captain marvel we might get another guardians movie and we'll get hopefully get warlock then and then we go from there and maybe they'll be able to stick them into the next one that's just wishful thinking if anything captain marvel should show up and i would love to see she hulk obviously but gotcha. And then also there's the Hulkbuster armor, but what people are skeptic or people are uh, saying or theorizing that Banner's in the Hulkbuster armor, oh. and he's not Hulk; he's just Banner controlling oh, it. But when the Outriders take him down, that's when he's just gonna rip out of that and turn mm. into the Hulk and just rip out of the Hulkbuster armor and just start beating it. Well, living currently at this moment, because at the end of Thor Ragnarok, he's the Hulk. And he hasn't been because he was the Hulk for two years at that yes. point. So we don't know how long he's going to stay the Hulk. So, yeah. And, and But we do see him. And we see him with War Machine and Black Widow. We yeah. see him as Banner. And I think he gets a suit. And then we also see War Machine. He's up and moving around. He's ready to go. We see Falcon cool. also flying around. Yeah. Yep. And that's just me saying my thing. I'm not. These are not in any particular order. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. Uh, also, Shuri is makes an appearance in the trailer well the black the black panther cast is heavily shown yes and it will wakanda is going to be one of the main battlegrounds because i think they're going to try to find a way to either draw thanos there and what i noticed on my own is that i think we're going to get three or four of the infinity stones in this movie yes yeah we're gonna he's gonna have he already has two in his gauntlet so Mm -hmm. he has the power and the time no, no, he has the power and the space one with the Tesseract. Yeah. He's going to attack Doctor Strange, or Ebony Maw's going to attack Doctor Strange and try to get the Time Stone, and then he's got to fight. He's got to take it from Vision. Mm-hmm. He's got to take, take the Soul Stone skull, from yeah. Vision. And don't we see that in the previous trailer? Where in he one of them, yes, he tries to yank uh-huh. it from his head. So either they're taking the Vision there to protect him after the first attempt, and they might have fought, fought Thanos off, and then they try to take the Vision to protect him there. I think Stephen Strange loses the Eye of Agamotto. He's going to lose it to Ebony Maw. And that's just me rambling on mm-hmm. right now and geeking no, out. Okay. But he's going to lose... I think he's going to lose that, and then they're gonna, the major battle is going to be to keep Vision protected and fight off the Black Order and Thanos in Wakanda. Yeah, I'm just going to have to see that movie about five times just, just to right. take that in. <laughs> this movie's going to probably make $1.5 billion. I mean, first day. This might, <laughs> first day. I don't know. This is going to be crazy. Yeah, this is, this will be probably one of the biggest years in the past couple decades. I mean, I've, easily. I've, we've said it before, but this is just an amazing time to the, be. This movie has a chance alive. to beat Avatar. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's horrible to say, isn't it? Avatar. It's just funny yeah. to say that all the James Cameron bashing and it's like I said Avatar he still is that movie set so many damn records, mm-hmm. dude, that it's like that's the bar. No wonder he's so damn cocky. And you know what's shit. crazy about it is nothing's beat it yet. Like you would think the Last Jedi or the Force Awakens or you know another Marvel movie, but it's still like well Avatar still holds the first place on that. And every time that I hear that, I'm just like Bleh. yeah, and everybody's like what that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Damn, and then yeah. you remember when it came out. That's just uh 
We're giving him 15 seconds more than we should have given him. Exactly. Already. But back to this awesome epic movie. Uh, Shuri is holding up her or her stones, and that's the vision, that holographic image. That's his oh, actual, it is? and it's her analyzing the uh, soul gem. Oh, that he has. very cool. Or is it the so, mind stone? I'm sorry, it's the yeah, mind stone. Am I right? Mind stone, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a question for you guys. I haven't seen Black Panther, but I know Shuri plays a big part of it, and she's very much the tech person. How would you feel if she took on the Iron Man mantle? No, don't do that. No. No? We we went over it with our, our special guest, Fourth Wall. And actually, let me shout him out right now. Uh, for those of you that want another simpler breakdown, you can go on doyouevencomicbook.com, and he gives his own breakdown. Oh, it's an awesome breakdown. And it's a pretty yeah, cool sure. one. He always has uh, and he has his own opinions, which are pretty knowledgeable. Now, I you know what? They are Not even for a hot minute? <laughs> no, man. It should be Riri. If you're going to bring in the new Iron Man or transfer it over, there's there's enough room to have Shuri become either Black Panther or do something else on her end and still be the t- most from what they're trying to put now is that her Tony Stark and Banner are the smartest people in the Mar- Marvel universe or MCU and she's the one who's going to be able to help set up a defense or set up a way to keep the vision alive after he loses the stone because he's made of vibranium the base of his body is vibranium from Age of Ultron. So who better than someone who works with it all the time to be able to figure out a way to keep him alive after he, if he potentially loses a stone. Yeah, that's the, that's what I think that scene is, is that he's basically in the infirmary on life support and she has to figure it's out a way another to broken thing for her to fix. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Also, reading Fourth Wall's review, he points something out in the trailer about Bucky and Black Widow on the transport they're on when they're riding into battle and how She's looking around and all the Dora Milaje that are on the same transport with her are focused face forward. And so is Bucky, which brings the white wolf. Oh, the white. Oh, the white wolf uh, thing that they mentioned, oh. meaning that he's figured out these people have taken care of me. They've helped me. I have to protect this land just as much as they have protected cool. me. And that incorporates the white that wolf. incorporates the, old the white, white wolf. wolf. And that uh, from the graphic is novels. the best the way to do it instead of just like yeah. you were you know clamoring against which would have sucked but yeah that is the best way to do it is to say why not have him and this makes sense as far as merging those characters together and i've heard that they officially are not calling him the winter soldier anymore also i heard they're gonna stick with the white wolf oh that's cool or or uh, if i'm not mistaken they call him sergeant barnes also t'challa calls him sergeant barnes too so that was eric's nickname in college i thought the white sergeant barnes no white wolf oh Come on, man. You're a hunter. You're on the prowl. Dude. You're on the prowl, <laughs> Struthers. So can I mention my Captain America then really fast? Please Go mention it. it. Oh, that's the other I thing. Think... I'm sorry, Simon. And the other thing is Captain America, major epic moment. Oh, Captain America man. standing against oh, Thanos, God. which is another iconic comic book moment where Captain America basically says, as long as one person stands against you, you will never win. And it's him standing there and Thanos is towering over him. And he's holding his own. Yes, in this. For yes. a few seconds. What, Sorry about that, Simon. What but we see. We had to, cool. yeah, had to drop see, that on yeah. there. Go ahead, what boss. Go ahead, Simon. Do your thing. So my wife's a big nerd. She'll she'll deny it, but she is. And we were watching the Avengers trailer last night, right? And she's like, who's the guy with the beard? And she's seen all the Marvel movies. Or Haas, you oh, know. Yeah. Or Boo. But huh. I was just like, oh, shit. She didn't recognize Cap. So him going into disguise, growing the beard and all that works for right. the average person i'm like that's sweet because i feel like steve and natasha right now do have their secret avengers especially after civil war so Ooh. 
Nice. I'm like, I'm like, nice. I want a movie of just that. Like, I don't know if you guys read the Secret Avenger stuff. That was amazing. And I like when they go, you know, kind of stealth, like very much the beginning of the Winter Soldier. For me, the Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. Granted, I am a big Bucky fan, but I love when Steve goes undercover and not just, you know, the Boy Scout and be like, I have to do this to save the world. I like Black Ops, Steve and, you know, Natasha and all that. So I just wanted to throw out there. I thought it was funny that she didn't recognize Cap. So maybe the average audience will not also recognize him. Yeah. That's a great Because he doesn't look like Captain America at all. No, no, not at all. Yeah, no. yeah the, the star yeah. is gone. He doesn't yeah. have the shield. It is, I love that. Scene, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely on the run. He's a fugitive. I think that's Nomad, though, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. The, it feels the, the like literal, Nomad. Yeah, the literal like and, translation is Nomad. Right. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of Commander Rogers. That's right. So, yeah. Boo, what was, your, what was your favorite part of this thing? Your, your absolute favorite scene of the trailer? Yeah, either seeing the Hulkbuster armor and the Hulk not being on the other side of it, fighting it and actually doing what it's supposed to and not, and not you know, fighting the Hulk. That was awesome. And But it has to be Captain America holding his own against uh, Thanos because I, I was like, I was thinking in my head, he's going to snatch it out of his hand and put it on himself. But I was like, no, he's not going to do that yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it would have to be Captain America. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Great breakdown, guys. That mm-hmm. was fantastic. Thank you, Les. For... We still have to answer King Tom's question. Though. Which, what was the question again? Where, where do we think this movie's going to end? Oh, shit. Sorry, King Tom. Yeah, I think it's going to be straight peril. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. And we're going to get some hope in the after credit scene. Something big. I think it's going to be dark. We're going to have people dead. Yeah, it's got some Empire it, Strikes Back. It's, yeah. For sure. Oh, totally. It's, absolutely. So yeah, Everybody's going to walk out of there like, oh. <gasps> And I read, I read on Entertainment Weekly that one of the Russo brothers said that the the characters that have the most screen time in this thing is Thor and Thanos. Mm-hmm. Those two have the most. Makes sense. Time. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, that's what I. Think. No, but and and one of the Russo brothers says it's get ready, guys. We have to take this story. It's gonna hurt. Yes, it's it. gonna, it's hurt. gonna hurt. Yeah, it's, gonna it's hurt. not gonna be fun. Yeah. So, ooh. and they still have to go uh, fight the Nova Corps in the second one. So I I don't think he's gonna get all the stones. No, he's not. No, there's gonna be one stone he, left. But what what is showing is is he's already beaten the Nova Corps and taken that stone. Ah, because the power the power stone is on his. Oh, it's on there. It's already oh, there. The purple okay. one is there. Oh, the okay. blue one is the tesseract. Okay. Now the other one he has to get is the one that they took to the collector. Oh, that's right. That's so right. he has to go over there and take the reality stone, which was in Thor: The Dark World. One of my favorites. That's right. Really. No, no. Hated it. <laughs> okay, I, I was the like, least, wait, I've heard you least, talk shit about least, that movie. Least favorite Marvel film that I've seen, and I yes. love Thor one, and I love Nelly Portman to death. And yeah, uh, I no, no, no. So film. they he has to get that one, and then he also has to get his hands on the Soul Gem and the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great breakdown. Thank you. We're excited. It's going to be great. Even Eric is going to go watch it. He's not going to get his presale tickets, but he's going to take his kid, and they're going to watch it. Eric is going to say that right now. He's going to promise the Sithless audience <laughs> that he will watch. I will do no such thing. Damn, please don't. Do. He's going to go I'm watch certainly not taking. Yeah. I'm not taking either of my kids. Why is that? They'll love it. No, I can picture his little ones going, Dad, where's Luke? Yeah. Like, Dad, where's the lightsabers? I, I, could, I could just picture like 10 minutes in and they're going, Why'd you bring us to this? <laughs> no way. They would love it. 
Once what I think Eric's afraid of is they're going to love it more than Star Wars. That's exactly right. No. That's crazy talk. I'll, I'll have none of that. <laughs> he would just leave his none of that, sir. Well, Eric, please try to watch this one because I think you're going to really enjoy it. You used to be a big comic book guy, right? I used to, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think it's time for Simon to play the Flash Round. It's time for the Flash Round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. We're going to learn a lot about you just by these answers. And we're going to learn a lot about if we're going to ever interact with you again by some of these answers, especially the Beyonce Rihanna one. I can already tell you that one. I don't want to know yet. I want to prepare myself. Batman or Superman? Batman. Han, Luke, Orlando. Lando Calrissian. Wow. Favorite rock group of all time? I told you about this the other day. It's a steel show. It's a band called the Manic Street Preachers, but oh, you close. Did. You did. And I need to send you some. Um, the Clash. Joel Strummer and The Clash. Uh, let's see. De Niro or Pacino? Ooh, I'm going to go with De Niro on that one. Empire or New Hope? Empire. Favorite video game of all time? I know you're not a big gamer. You know, I was listening to last week's show and Knights of the Old Republics, man. That that was a fun game. I think I bought an Xbox just for that game, actually, when it came out. Yeah, that is that was a great game. Favorite cuss word? Syphilis come infested bubble. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out. I'm yeah. I, that was a mic well, drop here's, right there. Here, here's shit. the best part Did of that. Did you say syphilis come infested bubble, bubble or syphilis? Syphilis come infested bubble. Here's the best part of that. That was a high school teacher that taught me that word. She's like, Simon, you shouldn't really curse. You should be more creative. I'm like, well, how so? And she told me that. I was like, nice. That's one word? No, that's She what, said it was one word. Wow. That's, that's, wow. Wow. Jiminy Crickets. It's gross. Favorite Marvel character? Of all time? Yes. I'm in, it's Ty. Iron Man and Winter Soldier. That's right. And you have tattoos of both? Yep. New Stormtrooper or old school Stormtrooper? First Order Trooper or Empire Trooper? Old school's the best school. Oh, okay. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark or Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom. Yes, I get shit for really? that too. I say Temple... I don't say Temple of Doom over Raiders, but I say Temple of Doom over Last Crusade. And Wrong. I get... Wrong. See? I get shit for it. I think because Temple of Doom was the first one I saw. Yeah, I think that's where yeah, I... Yeah, me too. A special Peter, place. Yeah. And it was a great video game, by the way. I don't remember the game. All right. The last one, Beyonce or Rihanna. Think about your answer before you fucking present it. I have been thinking about it. I'm going to go with the badass Rihanna. Oh, my God. That's like five weeks in a row. Somebody needs to come in and break this fucking cycle. Rihanna's badass. She is badass. I know. She doesn't give a shit. I know. At least you're not asking Johnny or Haas. I I stopped asking that question. (laughs) I stopped asking that question. Well, you did. I'm going to answer. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You can answer it. I'm going to answer under Johnny or Haas. I'm going to go with Jason. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Go with the boss. Go with the boss. Well, great job, Simon. You kicked ass on this thing. Thanks. Appreciate it. That was awesome. Thank you for coming on. We had a great time. Thank you for doing a little geekdom with us. Tell people out there where they can find you again, where they can listen to your sweet voice and your Star Wars knowledge. So you can listen to my dorky voice and my buddy Sheldon's uh, voice also over at Slicer's Hallnet. And we really break down The Last Jedi novel on the previous episode that should be on episode seven. 
And I really go deep in talking about how I think Luke was kind of depressed and suicidal in The Last Jedi. Interesting. So, yeah. and then you can find me at S Dowdy on pretty much any social media, Instagram and Twitter. So it's S D A O U D I. There you go. There it is. And people, make sure you listen to Simon's great podcast. And we'll have all the stuff on our show notes where you can link up and find him on Twitter. And you can also link up and listen to his podcast and all that great stuff. Simon, thank you very, very much. Thank um, you, guys. Struthers, what do you got going on this week? What do you got out there in the wonderful world of podcasting? Man, catch me on the Bad Motivators this week. It's going to be good stuff. And also... Working on a new episode of Strahler's Wars for the Steel Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. No. Nice. Yeah, we know about those Strahler Wars. Did you get a Raj on it? No. <laughs> I meant, no, not yet. That's what I'm Have you heard of Paola? I'm going to have to pull that kind of shit with, with Strahler's. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay him to get on the Strahler's Wars. <laughs> Can I just mention that, by the way, last I guess two weeks ago now, when Steel had his live show, a Raj got a phone call from Eric or Eric or he called Eric, but whatever. Araj was so happy. It had a smile, and he was telling everyone, like, look, I'm on the phone with Strutters. I'm on the phone with Strutters. Just like, the man met Santa Claus or something. I mean, if Eric would call me, I would have the same smile, too. So I'm just saying. You have no idea. Yeah. When I get a call from Eric Struthers, or I get to talk to him, it's just like... Adorable. I got nothing right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this great marvel infinity wars breakdown episode i know it was a short one but we'll get back to you next week and we'll talk a little some more geekdom i think we'll crack open some beers next week i've been been teasing this beer thing for a long time and we haven't cracked it (laughs) but thank you again for tuning in and we will see you next week on episode number 86 of the Sith List. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio Clash on Pirates Alive. Orbiting your living room, cashing in the Bill of Rights. Cuban army surplus or refusing of the lights. This is Radio Clash on Pirates Alive.
Some pirate salad. 